You're listening to your MBA podcast with Larry O'Brien. Okay, it's late. I need to get to bed. You said, Dave, Dave, I need this. I need this. We can't record tomorrow. It has to be today. I'm here for you, <laughs> Oh, my God. Let me uh, light up the sage here. Let's get the sage going. <sighs> Breathe in, King. Breathe in, King. Breathe in, King. <laughs> Breathe out. Breathe this out. Is making me more, Breathe this out. is making me more angry. Hey, talk to me. What's on your mind? What couldn't wait till tomorrow? It has to be now. It has to be now. Well, we didn't talk that last week, so I thought maybe we should catch up a bit earlier than usual. Have you been crying? I see. I should be crying over Ukraine, but I have more important things to worry about. Which is Brooklyn. Oh my god. So sad. Well, before we started, you said we didn't want to talk about the Nets tonight. So I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna let you drive Let's this, okay? Admit that. If you want to talk about no, no, no. that team, okay. No, you don't. Let me give people uh, an update on um, injuries. So Katie is back. Um, his first game back, he scored 31 points. Looking pretty good. Obviously, the Nets lost. But all things considered, um, obviously, obviously, because the Heat had us all the star players. No, they didn't. That Carl Lowry, Jimmy Butler, um, PJ Tucker was were out. Uh, I think we got killed by a game a guy named Max Strauss and Gabe Vincent and uh, Caleb Martin. Those guys absolutely killed us. Um, and I don't know. I, I just. I don't see the identity with this team anyway. And Steve Nash is out right now for the for the Nets, so he's he got he got the COVID. Of course, he's fully vaccinated and he gets the COVID. So, where's the justice in that? All I know is a couple of days ago, I watched some Asian guy dunk over the Nets and get N one. That's Utah Watanabe. Put some respect on his name. Yeah, Watanabe. Watanabe. He's so he's so so. He looked like uh, Shaq against the the Nets. He's like a. To be honest, he's like pretty fringe NBA player. Like he, he's just tall. That's it. So Katie is back, which I guess it's good news. Uh, unfortunately, though, we also learned recently that Joe Harris won't be back this season. So he has decided to proceed with the second surgery on the ankle. I wonder, like, what? I mean, I, I guess this is the logical path, but I'm wondering, like, where do we stand with the surgeon? Is it just like, oh, you know, shit happens and that's that's just all it is? It's like, is always going to be a risk with surgery or is this guy going to lose a job or is he going to lose his reputation among the ankles, uh, you know, s- diagnosis in the NBA? In the sports medical uh, circle, is he going to lose a lot of standing because he botched, he basically botched Joe Harris's surgery, which was originally meant to be a tweak and, you know, kind of clean up in the, in the ankle area. And originally, like, I think it was like a four to eight week timeline in terms of uh, rehab and, and getting back on the court. It's It's been over three months now, and now he needs a second surgery. It's, I don't know. I, where's this guy's papers, seriously? Where did he get his license from? I think if this was Portland, if this was the Pelicans or the Sacramento Kings, and this was, and we had this situation, then I'd be questioning potentially the surgeon or the medical staff or the evaluation. But in this case, the fact that he's with the Brooklyn Nets 
it's with Josai. I gotta trust that they went to the best of the best. I think it is worth mentioning though, um, uh, at least in Brooklyn or New York, if you will, uh, a big reason why KD came to the Nets, apart from you know Kyrie's influence, was that he was rehabbing his Achilles in New mm. York. He got his surgery done in New York and he was able to continue to rehab close to the facility, close to the team, uh, close to the surgeon. Uh, I don't know who was, what his name is. But basically, everything was done in-house. And uh, that, that, that doctor, that surgeon, is actually one of the medical staff for the Nets. So I don't know if that's the same, I don't know, lower leg surgeon or, or doctor that looked at Joe Harris. But and then if that's the case, I guess, you know, maybe my anger is a bit misplaced. But it just... I'm just I'm kind of seething at the moment because basically everything that happened this season is is just an example of like what can go wrong will go wrong it's 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 like the worst case scenario where the 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 city's man uh, vaccine mandates only really affects a few places in the league and you know that's only California Californians Canadians and New York players it it just seems so unfortunate that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, anytime that uh, Kyrie Irving gets a chance to play, hasn't synced up with Kevin Durant. I think they've literally played maybe two games together this season, or I don't know, six games together this season. I don't know. I don't know what the number is, but it's definitely in the single digits, I reckon, um, that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant played together. Look, how you're feeling right now is perfectly understandable. You're lashing out. Lashing out at... At the fine medical staff... Doctors. Of, of Really, doctors in general. The medical profession, I'd say. I'm doxing this guy. I'm going to dox this okay, guy right okay. now. You, I'm going to find okay. his address. You calm down. You calm down, okay? I know you're lashing out at the medical community at probably the top. What, where's Joe Sai in, in moments like this, huh? What's the point of having Chinese spies if they're not useful? Okay, you be quiet. Identifying <laughs> hacks. Let's not make this political. There's enough political turmoil around the world. We might have to touch on that. I mean, I want to say that some of it's bad luck, but some of it is just like, it's just Kyrie. I, I know you don't want to hear it. I know, you know what? I don't want to get involved. You're, you're, you're in a vulnerable place right now. I'm not going to blame Kyrie for this. I'm not going to blame Kyrie for pushing James Harden away, who's now fucking scoring like 30 points, getting like 16 rebounds, 16 assists. You hear what James Harden was saying last game? He said he loves the fan of Philly, the Philadelphia fans, real fans. I'm not seeing any marked improvement from the Brooklyn days. I think, uh, I, I honestly think that this, like, if he, if he has to win, if he absolutely has to win a championship, it has to be this season. It has to work out this season. I think Joy beats the MVP, but I think this is about the time Joy Embiid also picks up a... A, a, a bad kind of injury that he, he has to play through. I think it's about time, this late in the season where he picks up a bad injury. Um, James Harden always looks good when he joins a new team. He always seems to uh, play well with new teammates in the beginning, but it starts to wane as he gets on people's nerves. I think the Sixers have a lack of offensive weapons because you can clearly see that Tobias Harris is struggling to uh, get involved in the offense. Uh, Tybal, who is an excellent defensive player, but uh, has already a pretty inconsistent spotty jump shot, is getting even worse because he, he gets even less touches. I think Maxi is really benefiting um, with having like an elite uh, point guard, if you will, in James Harden next to him. But even he's getting less touches, so it's only a matter of time, I feel like, when 
his efficiency goes down because he's getting less touches. Um, and Danny Green, like Danny Green's meant to be this kind of three and D off the bench sharpshooter, and he's playing terrible. He played terrible in those three games, basically. Um, so I think this team as a whole is only going to get worse, and I don't have high high hopes for them. But uh, having said that, I think Joel Embiid is MVP. So this is it. Like James Harden's only going to get worse as 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 he ages. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to gracefully age well. Um, he's already lost his jump shooting ability, his step back, um, which is his trademark. Um, so he, th- this is it. This is the season they have to win the championship because they're not going to win in the future. Okay, this is interesting. I thought you would have been much higher in your evaluation of the Sixers. A bit surprised because uh, James Harden has been playing really well. Certainly way better than... <laughs> The last few games, well, we laugh at you. Oh, of course, the last few games, but I mean, you've been really down on James Harden all season. And all I'm saying is that I'm kind of just taking on your thoughts of how you rate James Harden. I agree with you. I don't rate James Harden. And especially after this whole drama in, in Brooklyn, I, you know, I feel like, you know, he's been on three teams in like less than a year. Mm, yeah, one year, yeah. And, you know, this honeymoon period, and to be fair, like the first week, it, it hasn't been really of a test, right? Yeah, He's playing like exactly. some of the worst teams, right? He's playing like D-Lo, um, uh, playing the, yeah, the Knicks. Wolves. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Wolves. They were the Wolves. Yeah, that's right. So this next week, it's going, to be, it's going to be a test for them. And I think more importantly, forget about regular season. I want to see James Harden actually perform in the postseason. Mm, exactly, yes. And I think you're right in the sense that Joel, he's having an MVP-type year. It's good that they went all-in, God Harden, but it has to be now, right? They've got to win now because I don't want... You know, there's no hope for this pairing, I think, in two years' time when James Harden is, like, another 20 pounds heavier. And getting paid, like, 45 mil. They would have no, like, flexibility. Who knows about Joel's health, but... I don't even want to think about this team in a couple of years' time. So I just want to think about now and this season, this playoffs. And just looking at this year, I'm not sure how easy their path will be to the finals. I don't think they'll pick them over the Heat. I don't think they'll pick them over um, the Bucks. I don't think I picked them over the Bucks. Um, against the Nets, I don't know. Which net are we talking about? The Bruce Brown-led Nets, obviously. The thing with the Nets, let me just say this. The Nets, if they can get Ben Simmons back sometime, this team has a very high ceiling. But I got to see them play against, uh, like together. And I think the issue right now is that it seems, at least with the Sixers, you add James Harden and they seem to be gelling immediately. So they're going to get 20 good games of experience together. And I'm not sure how many games we're going to see with the Nets' big three. So if they meet in the playoffs, I don't, I don't know who's, who's going to get the advantage. Yeah, I mean, we could continue to postulate and theorize about the, you know, just theory of the Nets big three. Uh, like even, even when it was with James Harden, like uh, obviously I think that James Harden trio with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, is, it's, the best he, it's the best trio in NBA history. There's, there's nothing like that. I don't even care if you... Um, 
you know, inflate the numbers and the potential from like the Celtics and the, and the Lakers back in the day. Maybe the Lakers are the best, but uh, I, I, I'm just, it, it was just so fascinating to see those three superstars on the floor at the same time. And like, I mean, like, like Kyrie is amazing, but I, I don't even count, I don't even count Kyrie in the equation when you got James Harden and Kevin Durant, at least when James Harden first arrived. He was playing like a top five player and Kevin Durant was, to me, the best player in the NBA, at least for the last half decade. Um, uh, even coming off in Achilles, that's how confident I was. Like he was at least the second best player. Maybe LeBron was still the best uh, like two years, two seasons ago. But like, since then, it's been Kevin Durant. And th- that was just so dangerous and like as hard and termed it, it was scary hours. But he's... I. I I just think that it's really even things out in the East where Ben Simmons, you really don't know what you're going to get. And James Harden is much, much older than Ben Simmons, but he is joining the MVP, like I said, in, in Joanne Bede. Um, but beyond that, you don't really have much you can depend on. Like Maxi is a second year player and, you know, one of probably one of the contenders for most improved player. But like, I don't know what I'm going to get from him. Tobias Harris has come up small in a lot of moments where he's a max player. Like you, th- you think you get more from him, but sometimes he doesn't even score 15, 16 points for you. And like I said, all the other guys like Danny Green and, 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 um, and uh, I don't know, like t- Cork, uh, f- f- Firkin Corkmans and I don't, I, it's just no, uh, sorry, Tybo, that's what I was thinking. And Tybo, like you really don't know what you're going to get from those guys. It's just, it's, it's not something you can depend on. I think, that's why I think the biggest challenge to the Nets, if the Nets are fully healthy, is the Bucks, and possibly the Heat, but mostly the well, Bucks because Giannis. I think I, I would rate the Bucks over the Heat. That's what I'm saying. The Nets are in eighth place right now, so if playoffs started today, they would have to. And yet they have one of the big, the best odds to win the championship. The, the Nets. Yeah, according to Vegas, they still have like, okay, one of the best that. odds. That's just trickery. That's trickery. Well, it's a fool's bet to take it because it, it's like one of the best. It would be one of the best comeback stories of all time if they go from the eighth seed to the to the chip. Is it guaranteed? I think it's going to be. It's more or less guaranteed that the Nets are going to be in the playing tournament. Yeah, yeah. They are like six games behind Cleveland. I think. Um, Cleveland, six. Yeah, yeah okay. and they're about four games behind the Raptors, so that could change. But it doesn't matter. I don't think they're, I don't think they're catching up to the Cavs. Yeah, even if they got to the seventh seed, it doesn't. It, it's pointless for the Nets to try to get a home game anyway, because oh, it doesn't matter. Like if they're versing Toronto, either they play in Canada or Brooklyn. Kyrie's not playing. Kyrie's, Kyrie's not elig- eligible. So. It, it's it, it's just like you got to win with Kevin Durant. That's it. Like Kevin Durant has to be better than Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet. And not, honestly, like Toronto is the Nets kryptonite. Toronto just plays so much harder than Brooklyn possibly can. So I'm not looking. I, they might. Well, they won't play against each other, I don't know. right? Even if they lose that first game, I guess they'll beat the ninth and tenth. It's going to be Toronto, Brooklyn. It's in some order, right? Toronto, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta. I think Charlotte, like I don't think they're they're that good. But what if Brooklyn played the the Hawks? Yeah, I mean Hawks could just have one night where they're just shooting like crazy. 
that's a danger. Yeah, like I mean, if if I had to say, like, we, who would you rather have, Trey Young or Kevin Durant? Um, yeah, give me Kevin Durant any day of the week, and I'll take, I'll take my odds. I'll take my odds in a single game elimination. I don't know. That that would make me nervous. I mean, the Hawks obviously aren't the Hawks. I'm nervous, of course, but I, I also to be honest, like, I, like let's not talk about it too much because, like I said, I, they could change the rules by the time the playoffs start. There's still at least a month and a bit, I think, a month and a half for the season uh, until the postseason. So who knows, the mayor might... And the mayor himself has also talked about it in his press conferences or whatever, talking about the mandate and how it affects Kyrie Irving and talking about how he wants Kyrie Irving to, to play basketball. Um, he knows how much it is, but he is like... He values health above everything. Um... So it's not. It's just an ego trip. Like okay, I, I don't know God. where. I don't know where I don't he stands with serious. this. It's oh, it's not about it's not about health. It's not about health at all because there's there's visiting players that come to New York and like well, what does it matter if you you're from if you're from a different state and you if you're unvaccinated, you're unvaccinated. What does it matter? Don't like don't lawyer talk me. This is like you're you're. This is exactly like some Djokovic shit that you're trying to pull here. You know, I know it's not like 100% fair, but like just get the fucking jab, just get the vaccine, and this will be over with. Like, we're not asking, we're not neutering you, okay? We're just asking you to get a needle, just like every other player that's literally playing in the league right now. Obviously, like if you go down all this minutia and details, yes, it's not fair. Yes, like there's all these hoes, like you said, if other players that are not vaccinated or people are there in New York, they're hanging around. So why do we just like, harp on Kyrie, but at the same time, it's just easier to get the jab and then all this goes away. And you know, if you really are locked in. It's just a moot point at this, like he's not gonna get it. Like why keep, what is it? Shooting a dead horse or whatever the, the, the saying is. So, so why are we blaming like, you know, New York or the mayor? You gotta blame Kyrie, but. Because he literally has the power to change things. But he's not gonna change it. That's like saying Australia. But he has. He already has changed. He already has changed his position on on things. Wait. So, so what's the holdup? Why isn't Kyrie playing? Because I think like they've given more res- like they've they've relaxed a few more restrictions for, uh, for uh, COVID handling, but I think it's still not allowed for Kyrie to play. <laughs> Like Kyrie can sit. Apparently, he can go to he can go to Barclays now and watch the game unmasked. He just can't step on the court. But he can't play in the game. He can't step on the court. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Now, now that's okay. I, I see your point. Okay, now that that's just sounds spiteful. <laughs> <laughs> spiteful. It's just like like Kyrie was right when he said this. Like the only the only person that's affected by this rule is him. <laughs> And you're right, like, the simple solution is just get vaccinated, of course. But it's just like, I don't know, it's like trying to convince convince him that the world is round. It's just not happening. <laughs> he, he's set in his ways. I like that. There's no changing it. it. At this point, it's easier to just make the, to just, like, say the earth is flat. <laughs> just pretend the earth is flat. <laughs> just pretend at this point the earth is flat. Is this easier than... than <gasps> Um, oh. arguing you know with these people because there's no point arguing with these people they're, they're not like based on reason and logic you know but i think at this point with a lot of states and cities around the country 
are relaxing the rules around COVID. New York is the one that's been a bit, um, you know, stuck stuck with like, I'm not going to say antiquated, but it's just like it's not going forward with the rest of the country. They're they're very very um, rigid in in how they relax or very very slow in relaxing these rules. And maybe that's good. That's that's good for like the well being and health of the community. Um, but like to say this is following science and this is the best for, for best way forward for um, you know the health of everybody. It's that's just wrong because it's not because clearly unvaccinated people can enter and watch and also be involved in the contest um, uh, if they're out of New York, if they don't, if they're not a resident of New York. Right, right. And also Kyrie isn't even a resident of New York. He lives in New Jersey. So maybe that's... Where they have a different set of rules. Maybe that's the ace that they have up their sleeve. If the playoffs started, if the rules don't change by playoff time, Joe side has some backup plan where they play home games in in Jersey. Is that Assassinate possible? Assassinate the mayor. Yeah, no, true. okay. Calm down. No, I don't know. I don't really know. Where... Leave the Asians alone. I don't know what the rules are in New Jersey exactly. I I just assume that they're different than New York, but like it doesn't matter because I think it's like 50-50 at this point if it gets changed like till the playoffs. Uh, I'm just gonna, it, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about the Nets, and we ended up talking like. I know, but it's unavoidable, right? Because they're like such a big story. Because the other thing is like over the past week or two, the mayor has come out multiple times to clarify that he wants Kyrie to play, but he can't. And I feel like if the rules are going to yeah. change within the next month or two, then why would he spend this effort to come out now to, to keep saying that the rules aren't changing? Well, he, he's coming out and, and saying that they are changing, like he's changed them you know, a few times in the past few weeks or months. But he always is willing to answer people, I guess, because Kyrie is such a big story and such a famous, uh, you know, person who's unvaccinated that he inevitably in these press conferences has to answer a question about Kyrie Irving. Um, so it sounds spiteful. Is a rule only applying to basketball players? No, no, it's applying to like large events in clo- in um, closed door arenas, right. kind of thing like that. Like a closed arena, you know, closed as in like, you know, not open air. Yeah. Okay. Like that sort of rule. So like, I don't know, if, you mis- if you're fucking jaded and straight shots, maybe you can't play <laughs> okay. uh, at, at MSG. <laughs> I think they have a concert like every afternoon. He's like, he's like, they're the, like, the halftime show. At halftime? Knicks game. The Knicks are the halftime show. He's like, cancel the game. I feel, I feel like playing today. Cancel the I game. feel like. I got, this I got this. First quarter JD in straight shots versus the Boston Celtics. <laughs> the Knicks are like the sideshow for JD in straight shot. He's like, cancel the game. I want to get my son in. Okay, but I think we got sidetracked once again on the Nets. But my point being originally is that you can convince me of anything right now in the East other than maybe the Hornets and um, I might not trust the Celtics, but anyone else or the Hawks, but anyone else? I wouldn't trust 
I wouldn't trust the Bulls, though. Okay, I don't want to get into this because we've been having a back and forth on on text about the Bulls, okay? I, I can't, I don't know if you're kidding or you're just like, if you're serious. I can't take you seriously when you talk about the Bulls because you treat them like they're, they're imposters. And I don't think that's the case. I really don't. And I, I've, it's not just you. I've heard... Well, they're on a... They're on a losing streak, I know. But, and, but they're also dealing with a lot of injuries, yeah. right? Despite that, you know, they're 6-4 and four in the last 10 after losing three in a row. So mm. I don't want to remind you what the, the Nets record is in the last 10 games. Mm, okay. <laughs> you, you know, let's just keep things in perspective. And it's not just you. I, I've heard multiple people now mention the Bulls as like kind of a nice story, but don't take them seriously. Like they're going to get bounced potentially in the first round. And I'm not sure if I can buy I, that. I, I won't. I won't be negative. I'm not going to say anything negative about this. But I just. I'll leave this. I'll leave this with you right here. Okay. Right now they're third in the East, I mm. believe. Um, I think they've just fallen behind the Sixes. Um, and right, they're only a game above the Bucks right now. I'm seeing this right now. So they could be a third or fourth seed or fifth. They're like right there. They're literally like a game ab- above um, the Bucks and two games above Celtics. Um, I don't think the Cavs are going to catch any of those teams. Like I think Cavs and like I think the Cavs are the nice story, and I, I you know I wish them all the best um, in the pursuit to get LeBron James. Um, but like right now, this season, as 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 long as this goes, I think the Cavs are just a nice story that might fall into the play-in or might just miss out on play-in. Whatever, they're in the playoffs. The Chicago Bulls, if they slip to the fourth seed, they're versing the Celtics. If they go to the third seed, they're versing the Cavs. Now, against the Cavs, it's, they're probably favorite, favored. But if they slip to the fourth seed now, and only a game above the box, if they slip to the fourth seed, I, I don't have any faith that they can beat the Celtics. What? At the way that, the, the, way, the way Tatum is playing. Nah. DeRozan is good, but I don't trust him in the playoffs. <laughs> I give you that he hasn't shown much in the playoffs. And he hasn't proven himself in the playoffs enough as a lead guy. Correct. But then neither, neither has the Celtics. Not this group. Well, what do you mean? They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. Jason Tatum led, led this team as a rookie to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, that, that was Isaiah Thomas's team. Twice. Not since, not since Isaiah how many Thomas. Times has, how many times has DeRozan been to the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Stop laughing, please. Be, be respectful. Oh. The Celtics are on a tear. I, have, I give you that the Celtics are on a tear, but against the Celtics, I feel good. My point being, as long as the Bulls can stay within top four, I think they're getting past, they're getting into the second round. And then we can have a conversation whether, you know, the Bulls can beat any of the top four teams. But I think they can definitely beat any of the bottom four teams, including the Nets. I mean, yeah, okay, like, regardless, say they beat the fourth, the fifth or sixth seed. Y- yeah, like, are you, are you going to be celebrating? Like, DeMar might, but, <laughs> okay. it, you know, a, sec- a second-run ex- second exit isn't something to celebrate, usually. I fully believe that they're capable of beating any of the bottom four teams, whether that's the Celtics, the Cavaliers, the Raptors, as hard as... You know, that's difficult for me to say that, but I think they can beat the Raptors, and I think they can beat the Nets. I'm not saying they will beat the Nets, 
but we can't, if the Nets like get into like, I don't know, the sixth seed or the eighth seed, I, I don't know, like are the Nets gonna get out of the first round? It's dicey, right? Like, look, let's leave the Nets out of like, no. <laughs> So the eight seeds. We don't need to talk about the eight. Let's just keep that slot open. How often do we talk about eight seeds here? Who who's the eight seed in the West? That's probably the Lakers. Hopefully the Lakers. Hopefully. Are they? I don't know. No, they're the ninth seed. The Clippers. The Clippers are eight seed. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so sad. Oh my god. The Lakers are so far behind the Clippers for the eighth seed. Ah, they're literally two games in front of the Blazers. I'm just saying the East is packed. Ace is packed. Ace is packed. The way I look at it, even if the Sixers play the Raptors and they beat the Raptors, they're going to be battle-scarred from that series. Mm. And certainly if the Nets... Well, the Nets will be on the bottom half, right? After they get past that first series. Mm. Like, they're going to be battle-scarred. Mm. Although, okay, to be honest, mm. I wouldn't... Like, I'm okay with that. I think the Nets have enough experience to, like... You know, they're used to long playoff series, right? You can... I guess you could make the argument mm. that the Bulls, if they get past the first round, you know, do they have the the uh, the durability and also the stamina to keep winning round after round? The Bulls are by, f- but like honestly, like I'm not even playing here. Like you, 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 you dissect every player on on in, like every kind of star player in the Eastern Conference, and the one team that doesn't have any established players that have made it far, apart from the Cavs, obviously, because the Cavs were, were not projected to be here. But it's the Bulls. The Bulls have, out of all the top players, none of them have any extensive playoff experience, and you're expecting them to, like, you know, go into the finals, like, you know, like, based on the stand, like, do you think they're going to beat all the teams in the East and get to the final? Like, it's, it's just not likely. It's just set up for fa- failure. So that's why... I, I, I'm just going here, like, I'm just, I'm just setting the line now, like, I just don't trust the Bulls, because at some point, whether it's the first round or the second round, they're going to fail, and it's, it's not because, it's not purely because they're not as talented, but it's just because when it time comes, the team is not set up for, like, long playoff success. I guarantee it. I guarantee, like, I guarantee they're not making past the second round. So potentially, that could be a sweet path, right? If... One of the teams can, by the second round, the team that gets the Bulls, if the Bulls make it to the second round. The Bulls are definitely, yeah, for sure, for sure. No one wants to see the Sixers, no one wants to see the Heat, no one wants to see the Bucks. Those are the three, and the Nets, obviously, but the Nets don't have a choice. Those three teams are the are at least the top teams to me. Everyone wants to go see the Bulls. The Cavs are angling for the Bulls, trust me. They don't want to right. see the Bucks or the Sixers. Right, right. The okay. Cavs know that the easiest path will be through the Bulls. Out of those top four teams, you, you, if you had to pick, of course, you, ch- you choose the Bulls. Because there's no weak, like, for the top stars I'm talking about, there's no weak link with the Heat. They're tough. They're so tough. And the coach is the best coach in, in, the, in the league right now, I reckon. The Sixers, Joel B's MVP, like I said. The Bucks have Giannis, who is still, like, you know, MVP level playing. Like, the Bulls are the team that... You target because Levine is injured. DeRozan is obviously very good, but has obvious limitations with his with his game. Um, and yeah, it's obvious, right? Okay, I think you might have convinced me now. And I've seen DeRozan okay. play in Toronto. Be very careful. Be careful here. I have feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's 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 been done. It's been done. 
I visited the men's laboratory. Hey, okay, okay, okay. Those mirrors are going to wipe themselves. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, so I'll, I'll get to oh that. Oh my god. Get, clean the mirrors tomorrow. Gotta clean the urinals. <laughs> Make sure you got the, the cakes. Okay, okay, <laughs> sir. Cakes. <laughs> That's what he's good for. Oh. Um, can we just like a quick intermission? Is this something I just thought I'll, I'll, I'll ask you? But during the uh, NBA seventy five All Star Weekend um, ceremony, um. Jerry West was like he he kind of dominated the weekend to me. Like obviously there was a lot of players like Michael Jordan. Obviously, his surpri- was apparently a surpri- surprise appearance. Wasn't expected. And like when they were announcing Michael Jordan, like when they're announcing everyone's names during that cer- halftime ceremony, and they said Michael Jordan, it was, it was like pretty cool. Like seeing everyone cheer for Michael Jordan. Um, you know, it's been out of the league for twenty years now, and still so so popular. Um, but Jerry West, I think too, like Jerry West has obviously been around the game and, uh, you know, kind of been in the background with teams that he's, I think he's still currently with the Clippers at the moment, I think, or the Warriors, no, Clippers, yes, yeah, with the Clippers right now. And he's in the background of things and he's around basketball, but seeing him on TV a lot just made me realize like the logo that is, you know, like, kind of how special this event was. Like it really put in perspective that. Uh, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys uh, that were attending the NBA 75 aren't going to be there at the NBA 100 in 25 years. And, you know, Jer- Jerry West, one of the pioneers, and obviously our co-host Larry O'Brien um, was <laughs> uh, running the NBA when Jerry West was, you know, mm. made the logo. Um, you know, I think Larry can speak to this more, <laughs> but yeah, it, it just seemed like I don't know. It just seemed like quite like quite a moment seeing Jerry West having a lot of attention and everyone talking about him in such a glowing way. And um, yeah, we're not going to really is going to be like one of the last times you see him in this type of major event, like getting that much spotlight, you know. So. Well, thank you for sharing this uplifting story, gang. <laughs> Are you a bit like, I don't know, I feel like if it's like sad thinking about all these. So what were you, what would happen? Do you like start uh, like crying or what? Bill Russell. I don't know. Just kind of seeing like all the legends of the game. Like obviously I never watched, but like Magic Johnson is literally going to be, uh, I don't know, like how old he? He'll be like almost 80 years old by the NBA 100. Like some of these guys, some of these guys won't be able to walk by then, like. You know, like Bill Russell needs help, and like a lot of his really old guys um, need help um, to get to the stage. It's just, it's gonna be so weird. Like, obviously, we're gonna be old as well, um, but yeah, it's it, it's gonna be it's really crazy. Do you think um, Larry O'Brien will be there for the hundredth? I haven't seen him in a while. Larry O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, we should. Call we should him. call him. We should get him on the our podcast check up, first. We should check up on him. Um, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be uh, strange because there's already a lot of legends that are not with us anymore. So I think by the hundredth anniversary, mm. um, you know, we'd be so old and decrepit. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure if we can recognize any of these people anymore. <laughs> we'd be in the old home. It's like who? Who? Who this? 
In other words, we probably, if Kobe was still with us, we would expect to see Kobe because he was a star in our time. But we wouldn't expect to see mm. Jerry West, who played in the 60s, who was way before mm. our time, to be mm. still around in 100 years. Mm. In the same way that we don't expect Mr. O'Brien to be with our, on our show every week. It's a privilege. It's, sure. it's a privilege, right? You know, only, only Mr. O'Brien only occasionally makes an appearance on this show. It's for those special occasions. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what we live for. That's true. How old is he again? Um, <laughs> I want to say 105. <laughs> so he'll be like, yeah, he'll yeah, literally be good. 130 or 125. He could, he could like literally drop dead any moment. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, my bad. He's like, what is this? What is this contraption? Just, just talking to the mic, Mr. Brian. Where do I send the code? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay, don't touch that. Just... We just want your wisdom. That's what we want, Mr. Brian. Just give us your wisdom. Um, anything, anything else on your mind, Kay? Uh, just a quick thing, because, you know, we always talk about the East, because it is more interesting. Um, but the Suns are run, running away with it, and the Warriors are on some epic, uh, not on a losing streak, but they haven't been playing well as of late. And obviously, they don't have Clay and Draymond, so that you know that affects things. But that wasn't a, that, that wasn't a problem early in the season. <laughs> uh, with, I mean, Draymond was playing, I suppose, but yeah, I mean, is Draymond really that good? Like this old version of Draymond that he's able to just make them this super team. I don't know. It's hard for me to believe Draymond's that good. I, I think it's good, but is, is he that good? Like, it's just changing the fortunes of this team. Yeah, I guess. I need to watch a bit more Warriors games to understand like Draymond's impact because um, it's surprising me that this team is suffering so much with Draymond gone. I'm not going to get too worked up. I mean, for all we know, the Warriors could go on a five-game, ten-game winning streak to end the season. Yeah. And yeah, the Suns, the Warriors, even the Grizzlies, I think they're going to be okay. The Suns have locked up the first seed. Oh, have The Suns they? have locked up the first seed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god. Pretty much. Like the seven and a half the seven and a half games above this, the Warriors and the Grizzlies are hot on the tails of the Warriors, half game out of the Warriors. Um so the Grizzlies are, are probably a lock to be a top four seed. Um the Mavs are playing really well, the Nuggets are obviously really good with Jokic. So it, I mean those top six seeds are legit. Like I couldn't make a case for any of those top six seeds. Like I, even though the Suns have locked um the first seed. I'm not going to be surprised if the Nuggets make the finals over this. Like, you know what I mean? Mm, well, that'd be a stretch. I think they would need Murray back to do that. Um, for all we know, anything could happen. The, the Pelicans could get into the playoffs. Do you think Zion's going to make it back for the playoffs? No, no way. This initial two-week timeline, uh, he comes back for the playoffs? They said he was getting back in shape to prepare to ramp up to weight-bearing activities. Mm-hmm. So he's nearing a stage where he can prepare to ramp up. Not even that he's, he's now ramping up. He's like getting to a stage where he can then now prepare to start the ramp up. What does weight-bearing mean? Like weight-bearing means like standing? I, no, I hope that he's standing. I mean, he hasn't been standing. Oh my God. He's like fucking 600 pounds. He's <laughs> just been rolling, rolling everywhere. 
He's not, his feet literally can't handle the weight of his gut. <laughs> That's why we couldn't find him. He's been trying to like roll from... You add a basketball to, to his body and like that's it. It's over. It's <laughs> over. He literally can't carry the weight of a basketball. No, well that's the thing. That means that weight bearing as in like any sort of uncord activity, right? Where he can, he's actually jumping as okay. an example. Run. Like he literally can't land on his feet right now. He literally has to play naked. <laughs> <laughs> he literally can't handle any extra weight. <laughs> if he puts a headband on, that's it. He's got a sprained ankle. The show is over. Oh my god. Oh my god. He has to like free ball. He can't wear underwear. He has to like free, free ball on the court. He's like... <laughs> oh my god. Rebound down. No one wants... Oh my god. Okay. Well, my, my point being that... He's nowhere close yeah. to being back. Like this is just weight bearing. Yeah. There's like five other steps after that. He has to like... He's so far removed. Walk? Can you, is he walking? Like, <laughs> is how close is he to walk? <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god. Oh my god. Running, jumping. When he showers himself, he has to like sit, he has to sit down to shower. He only drink water while he's peeing. The weight has to be like... <laughs> in equilibrium. That's the only way. Like, you can, yeah, distribute the weight. <laughs> you can't add <laughs> You can't drink water. Because that's adding weight. Oh my god. Let's end this. This, this. this is the worst show. This is like the worst, most disorganized show we've ever had. Yeah. I love Zion, honestly. And like, and while Zion is literally learning to bear weight again, Jaws literally jumping out of the gym and dunking any 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 moment uh, he can get. Oh my god, what a contrast. You know... Like, people were saying, like, oh, Zion is going to be the best not anymore. highlight in the NBA no because they were watching his high school tape of him doing 360 dunks from the free throw line. It's like, okay, this guy is a generation talent. He's going to take the... He's going to take the league by storm. And it's the guy dropped a second that's doing literally what the they projected Zion to do. Mm. You know, I think you called it first, man. You really called it. You know, you were never, you were always hesitant about Zion. I was always a Zion supporter. I didn't really think Ja was going to be anywhere close to this, this fast. He's looking like fucking Michael Jordan right now. I don't know. I just feel like even if Zion's back, like his trajectory is not up. Like we don't know. There's so many unknowns about Zion. He's already, he's already had so many injuries. And the fact that, you know, we make fun of it, but it, his weight is an issue at this age. I, I was very high on Jaw, um, but only because I'm always high on guards and, and then forwards, traditionally. At least that's my stance. Like, I prefer, um, I would take the guy that has the ball than the guy that has to receive the ball, generally speaking. Okay, Kane. Um... We need to end this show. This is the most, one of the most disorganized recordings where one hour we've ever had. Okay, listeners, um, it's another week. I apologize for our disorganized show, but, you know, there's a lot happening in the world right now, and, and you know, our show reflects life. You know, sometimes things are messy. 
stay safe, stay encouraged. Yeah. Be grateful. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to Your MBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your MBA Podcast.